What the fuck just happened? I, um, what do I do now? You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. When we last left the agents of RSL, they were enjoying their day out on the playa. Well, they were out investigating. Rooster had met some new friends and uh, tagged along with River to an interesting party. Reagan met some new folks, got some information, and wound up at a Dionysus-style camp, all the while watching Rowan across the way at a UFO camp. Rowan got a good scrub down, was able to get power washed, and something's odd about that UFO. Back at the camp, though, Ross was awakened with a bang, and Agent Weber burst through the door only to be followed by Spider-J, and then Agent Weber being dismembered and ripped apart and drug into the mirrors. Ross, your jaw still has not come up from the floor, and Spider-J lifts a finger to his lips. Shh. Homie. What the fuck? What happened? Homie, nobody's going to believe a word you say. What's that supposed to mean? Are you threatening me? Do you think I need to threaten you, buddy? What did you what did you do to him? Did you just kill an FBI agent? What are you into? What kind of drugs are you on, man? I am not on anything right now. What is happening? Don't worry, I'm not going to tell a soul. I'm just going to kind of stare at him and slowly nod, and then I want to look around and see if I can spot the radios because I know Reagan and River both have one. You don't see any of the radios. Do I know where they are? They were on the table there in like the little dinette type space. Can I see that from here? Yeah. And they're not there? There's nothing on the table. You look around and Spider-J has left the camper. I run out and try to find him. You open up the door of the camper and there's a bright flash of light. Feels like your head just smashed into something, and your head hurts. And you open your eyes, and somehow you're on the ground looking up at the dinette kitchen table in the camper. Uh, I get up. You make sure that you don't smash your head on the table because you're looking up. Apparently you try to sit up and slammed your head against the table because there is a nice little red mark on the underneath of the formica and there is a goose egg growing on your forehead. Ow. I look at the table. It's covered in bottles of water. You see that there is a radio on the table. I'm going to grab it and then go outside and look around and see if I can spot Spider-J. You go outside and you look around and you see that there's quite a few people in the camp getting things going. A sprightly pink-haired person dressed in a tutu and has a chest piece that's made of mirrors bounces over to you and hands you a small sandwich on a piece of Hawaiian Hawaiian roll. It's lunchtime. Get some grub. Uh, thank you. Um, did you see a DJ Spider J? this morning i haven't seen spider j in a while okay uh he was just in the trailer 
and now he's gone. I'm he was kind here? Of. I think so. Wow. I mean, there are things that I would do to him, but, you know, decorum and all that. But you haven't seen him? Uh, no, no. Okay. Not in a while. Have you seen him? I just saw him. He was in the trailer and then he disappeared. Oh, he was in your trailer? I don't know where he went. I haven't seen Spider-J yet, but I hope to catch him uh, later on today. I think he's going to be over at Eat Me, Drink Me. You want to go catch it with me? Uh, maybe. When are you When are you leaving for it? Uh, they look down and look at their watch and brush the dust off the watch. Uh, in about two or three hours. I'll, maybe. I'll come find you if I decide to join you. Sounds like a plan. All right. See you later. And then I'm going to go back up a few steps. Bye. And as I'm walking away, I'm going to get out the radio. Hey, guys, anyone there? Reagan picks it up immediately, recognizing the dulcet tones of her BFF. And Rowan will immediately, like, turn and listen because she's, we're sitting next to each other. Holly is also there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll exchange a look with Reagan and be like, why don't we step outside? Uh, yeah. You just hang here for a second, ho- Holly. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll step out with with Reagan. What's what's going on, Ross? Um, Spider J was just here. Uh, he woke me up, and no, Agent Weber came by, and I woke up, asked me a couple questions. Spider J came in. Weber's gone. Something with the mirrors again. Um, and then I, Spider J disappeared. I don't know what I don't know what's going on, but I'm a little freaked out. This is River. Remember, these are these radios aren't encrypted. Um, I've got Rooster. Does anyone know where Rowan is? I'm right here. Radio silence. Meet at the trailer. I will just click the radio twice. I go in the trailer and I close the door and I sit down and stare at the door. Rooster, something weird went on with the with Spider J and the FBI. We need to get back to the trailer. Who's still there? Um, Ross. Oh, shit. Okay. Are our bikes still around? Roll me luck plus 20. Uh, it's not our bikes, but there are bikes. Hot eight. Your bikes are still around. I'll look over at Reagan and be like, Right, we're not going to run, because that will scare people, but we're going to walk very quickly back toward the RV. Oh, okay. You, oh... You went for a run, didn't you? Cause I've got a, I've got a bike. Do you want to try and handlebars this situation? I haven't done that since I was a kid. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Okay, Reagan, roll your athletics. That's a thirty-one on a thirty. Is there any way that that I could be giving her help on that? Because I have pretty good balance. So. Oh no. <laughs> nope. Things are going well for Rowan and Regan. Rowan is up on the hand, sitting on the handlebars, and Regan is pedaling along. And Regan doesn't see the other bicycle that merged into the front of the two of you until the very last moment. Regan attempts to make a turn, and with the uh, the added person on the handlebars, made the turning radius a little bit harder, sending both riders into the dust. No damage, no pain, other than 
your pride. A couple of people stop and come over. Oh, are you okay? I- I'm fine. Are-, are you? Are you okay? Are you okay? I'm good. Rowan has a lot of practice falling from various martial arts training, so she stands up, like, brushing herself off, and actually kind of laughing, because it's like, of all the things to go wrong today, that was not the one I was expecting. (laughs) A small man that looks like Gilligan from Gilligan's Island says, hey, here, you can take my bike, I'll just walk, and gives you a yellow bicycle. Oh, that's so kind of you. Thank you. Oh, it's all right. It's better than better than biting it off the front of that, right? Oh, well, the risks we take. Live fast, die pretty. That's my goal. I'll take the bike with profuse thanks. River and Rooster, you make it back to base camp before everyone else. You see that the bar is in full swing. There's a lot of people going in and out. You hear the whir of a air conditioner pumping nice cool air into the bar and uh, you head around the back and you see your camper is the camper in one piece well yeah hasn't blown up hasn't caught on fire that was my next question you beat me to it we did rent this i move over to the rv being careful now not standing in front of the door but off to the side reach over and knock on it. Regan, is that you? It's us. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll go open the door. You okay? Uh, I think so. You may notice there's like a big bump on his head. Show me. Where is it? Where's what? Inside. Close the door, Sherlock. Look, show me what happened. Um, so I woke up. Should I wait for Rowan to get back? So I only just say it once. Is it time sensitive? I don't know. Just show it. What happened? Uh, Agent Weber came by, asked a couple questions. Spider J came in, and then Agent Weber got dragged into the mirror and devoured. Devoured by Spider J? I don't know. No, whatever's in the mirrors. Sherlock, mirror. I go and get River Sido. You're able to find it. It's poorly hidden. I go look at the mirror. Which mirror? I'll point at whichever one it was. I'm checking the mirror for anything unusual. Nothing unusual about the mirror. It looks fine. It's a mirror. You can see the mirror in the background, which makes the neat little infinity effect. But nothing out of the ordinary. Is there any blood or signs of a struggle? No. There's dust everywhere. You don't see footprints or anything like being drug in the dust. Okay, well, uh, how exactly did you get that bump on your head? Did somebody hit you? Um, I was running out to go out the RV to chase him down, and then I hit my head on the bottom of the table. How did you get under the table? I don't know. Were you awake at the time? I think so. Alright, so... We need to break the mirrors? I don't... I don't think... I don't know what's going on, but I, I don't know what to do yet. So I don't... I don't know what's causing this. I don't know what's... What it means. Alright, let's cover this thing up for now until Glasses gets cover, back. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm gonna go get something for my head. And with that, the door opens. 
with Regan and Rowan walking in. Rowan looks around. You see Ross holding his head, and he's got a good size goose egg on the top of his head, just above his forehead. Rooster has a sidearm. River is looking around doing his Sherlock thing. Okay, triaging down the line. Ross, I have a first aid kit. Sit down, I'll handle this. Okay. And I'll, like, guide him over to sit next to the fold-out kitchen table and then retrieve the first aid kit to deal with his head. You clean the wound with no problem. or It's not going to be infected, which is good. It's pretty hefty. He hit his head hard on something solid, or something hit his head hard. Would I lose an HP from that? No. Give him a dose of whatever painkiller he prefers. He takes whatever you hand him. Cool. I'll grab ibuprofen and hand that to him. Get Ross taken care of and then do the, the quick concussion check with the finger, having him follow my finger with his eyes. Yeah, he, he doesn't seem to trigger any concussion protocols. He just cranked his head pretty hard. Okay, what happened? Um, short version, I'd come back to take a nap. I uh, hear banging on the door, it's Agent Weber. He's asking me questions about reverb, uh, if we had acquired any, if we know where Spider-J is. Next thing I go, Spider-J opens the door, I'm right here. Something happens to Weber, he gets dragged into the mirror and devoured. I, I think. I don't know. Um, I try to chase after Spider-J, and then I hit my head on the t- bottom of the table. And I was on the ground, like I had just sat up suddenly. Honestly, if we didn't know what we know, I would say he passed out on the floor and had a dream. There's no physical evidence. Yeah, but knowing what we know... Do you have a way to get in touch with Agent Weber? Yeah, I have his cell number go over, grab my phone off of the charger, and try to call Agent Weber. Go ahead and give me a luck roll plus 20. Okay, that's a 10. At the same time, I I will check to see if I have a signal. If I do, I'm going to send a a message to the uh, ranch chat. Urgent, Jay Stewart, do you know where your partner is? Rowan, you do have signal, and it does go through. And it rings to voicemail. Hi, you've reached the phone of Agent Weber. FBI, please leave a message. If this is an emergency, please dial 911. That actually does get a little wry laugh out of Rowan, despite, or maybe because of the severity of the situation. I hope you're able to hear this message someday. This is Agent Redacted. If for some reason you're okay, give me a call back at this number and hang up. So are we under the assumption he's MIA? Yes. Alright, I'm gonna finish covering up the rest of the mirrors in this place. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do about the ceiling. River, you get a message back quickly from Jay Stewart. Haven't seen him all day. Is something up? Yes, meet us at Queen's Grease. Roger. Rooster, you go about covering up the mirrors with blankets and bedsheets. The ceiling the one is proving difficult to uh, cover up. Maybe with a staple gun or some uh, pins. I go over to the kitchenette, grab four knives, and just start stabbing into the ceiling like a bulletin board with a sheet. Noted. And I'll have to figure out who is sleeping under the knives and at night. Um, that's not what I expected. Okay. Welcome to Rooster. 
What did you expect me to do with the ice? To try and remove it. The mirror. It's huge and it's on the ceiling. It's gonna fall and shatter. Have you ever tried to clean up glass from a... Never mind. It's covered. Uh, well, yes. Wait, what? No, this is... Sorry. This is like... Uh, alternative perspective on what Reagan would have been doing, which would be smashing all the mirrors. <laughs> Actively <laughs> destroying mirrors. Yeah. But that's not the tactic we took, so... That can still be done, but then you have a lot of tiny little mirrors everywhere, and... Well, yes, I didn't realize that there was one on the ceiling. I knew there was an absurd number of mirrors in here for, you know, obvious and also God knows what reason. <laughs> Sex. Um, yes. But I feel like we've been targeted by this camper for who knows what reason. Sex. I think it's so monsters can attack us in the middle of the night, but that's just me. Anyway. Not mutually exclusive. Just saying. So what are we going to do? Well, what do we know? We've got some kind of mirror eating thing. And we've got drugs. Spider J is going to be at someplace called Eat Me, Drink Me tonight. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Rowan and I were just there and there's a, well, we've, it's a normal, it's a, it seems like it's just kind of a normal eatery as far as I can tell. But across the way, there is a UFO and well, what did, well, I'll let you describe what's in there, Rowan. Before I do that, I have one question. Ross, you said Spider-J was here. What did he say to you? He said, Weber asked where Spider-J was, and then Spider-J appeared and said, I'm right here. And then next thing he said, no one's going to believe you. And then I don't, I don't remember what else he said. He was trying to convince me that, I don't know if he was trying to scare me or just keep me from talking or but that was the gist of it it was that if i tell anyone they're not going to believe me anyway well aren't you lucky that there are four people who have every reason to believe you and he didn't have anyone else here it's not okay but we're gonna get through this okay he just kind of nods okay as far as the ufo um i actually need to back up a couple of steps over the last year plus, pretty much since I joined the Department of Theoretical Resources, I have been doing interviews with people who have encountered things that may or may not be unnatural. Some of them are possibly delusions, some of them might be, who knows. It's not my job to judge that. My job is to go and interview them and record it and file the reports. Over the last year, I have interviewed people who experienced a very credible alien abduction. And what stood out for me was the sense of the sense of time loss that all of them had, but all of them came back with new moles on their body. Two on the outside of their wrist, two on the back of their neck. Every one of them. The same pattern for everyone? The same pattern for everyone. I check Ross for moles. Hey, but he... I haven't noticed any on the outside of his wrist, which is why I haven't looked. So, 
I don't think that what Ross experienced has to do with that. I think that's separate, but separate, but maybe connected. Don't know. Don't have enough information. Pin that thought for later. But when I was coming back from my run, I, I saw a light show, a laser light show. And because of the color of my glasses, some of the, some of the light, some of the colors were cut out for me and there were words being projected against the wall. It was consume and obey. And there were people who were being drawn in by the hypnotic lights and colors. I couldn't see all of the colors, but I could see the words. And then they were told go. And they all started walking together toward a tent that was in front of a camp that I found out later was Fried Marcel which is the camp that is at the address 715E, which was what was on the number stations. Coinkydinks and shit? No, that is not a coincidence. That is what we've been oh, told shit, about. Oh, shit, I f- completely forgot about that. When you told us about it, I thought it was a time in. And then when we found out about this addressing scheme, I guess I, it slipped my mind. Why didn't we go there in the first place? I mean, what would we have seen? A fake uh, UFO with a tent in front of it with a bunch of people. It wouldn't have meant anything to us at the time. So what was inside the UFO then? Well, there was a tent in front of the UFO where there were drones. Little, little zippy things. Same ones we saw? Like what was very interested in Reagan. Okay. And the people who were marked as people of interest by those drones were brought into the UFO by people who had the moles on the outside of their wrist and the back of their neck. I tracked one one woman, found out later her name was Holly. She did not have the moles going in, and she did coming back out. So, are we dealing with Grays or Migo? Uh, River, you said that the ranch said it was probably Grays, right? Yeah, but I, I don't know why, how they know that. Assume that they see stuff in the patterns with the numbers, I guess, or the pattern of behavior. Yeah, but then again, I don't know anything about Grays, so it doesn't really matter, does it? We don't know anything about Grays except for what Castle told us back in Montana like four years ago at this point, so... And, and Castle's solution to everything is basically shoot it or set it on fire. Yeah. Which isn't always the wrong impulse, but in the middle of uh, the playa, I think that would be the worst impulse. I mean, they are scheduling to burn a bunch of big shit if we can... I'm not saying it is, but if it ends up being the solution, timing it with a big planned bonfire isn't necessarily a bad cover. I think that that's when things are going to happen there. Because remember, the other part of the message... 7.15e, September 1st. Ah. I think, but well, this is entirely spitballing, entirely red stringing here. Take this for what, for what that is. But I think that's when they're going to take the people who are marked and leave. Oh, goody. I'm going to take a look at Reagan and Ross. Because they've been quiet as soon as the three of us started talking about aliens. What's going on with those two? Reagan looks bewildered. Ross is just kind of staring back and forth between the other three, trying to follow the conversation and just like holding an ice pack on his head. Is this bewilderment in amazement or bewilderment in what the fuck is wrong with you? 
We're like, what the fuck did we get ourselves into? Yeah, I I truly think Reagan is having a like minor shutdown moment because she cannot really comprehend that you guys are talking about this seriously, even though she's kind of seen something with her own eyes. Oh, by the way, um, if no one said it yet, aliens are real. There's a knock at the door. We've said it. We said it in the informational meeting. Rowan says that she gets up to go and open the door. Actually, no. She'll stop at the door and call out, who goes there? It's random. I'll look at the others, give them the, we're not talking about anything important expression before pushing the door open. Random standing there with a tutu that has neon lights going through it and a uh, fancy faux fur coat. Um, there's this old lady asking for uh, Agent Redacted. Oh, is it Ophelia? The lady who was here, of, uh, God, what day was that? Recently, hitting on everyone in the bar? Yeah. Okay. Uh, could you, could you ask her to uh, hang out for a second? Yeah, sure. No problem. I just wanted to let you know. Hi, guys. Thank you. Hey, Random. Hi. Looking good. Thank you. And he does a little twirl and then turns around and heads back to the bar. Rome will come back in, shut the door, make sure to lock it before looking at the others. Right, so I've got maybe 10 minutes before she drives everyone out of the bar. Or hauls everyone out of the bar over her shoulder back to her tent. There's a knock at the door. I'll open the door and, and like, look out. You see, it's the guy that owns the RV. Hey, how you doing? Not too bad. Did I catch you at a bad time? Yeah, we're, we're, we're doing a quick uh, check-in on everyone, make sure everyone's staying hydrated, got a little bit of a bump on the head going on, so, you know, doing, doing, the, doing, the, doing the midday check-in before people disperse out in a million directions again. Frost shuts out, hippies hydrate, and starts drinking a bottle of water. Motherfucker, who taught this guy that shit, huh? Walmart. He grabs a flask off of his side and takes a drink. Anybody else want a good fucking drink and not that goddamn water? I'll glance back over my shoulder to see if Rooster's put the gun away yet. Oh, the second the door knocked, it was hidden, at least at his back. Why don't you come in for a sec, V? I say, pitching my voice so that Rooster can hear it and get the gun into a better hiding place. I get the gun into a better hiding place. Give me a stealth roll. Oh, good. The person who's actually good at that shit. Yeah, seriously. That's an odd four out of 70. God damn, why did you get the op fours? I know, that I could have actually used a 66 there. You're able to find a really good spot for it. Vincenzo walks in, hands Rowan a pretty good-sized metal flask. It's a two-liter flask. It's a big flask. I think this kind of defeats the purpose of a flask, that you hide it in your pocket. Oh, is this, this not be not hidden? Go ahead, turn it over. Cap it first and then turn it over. Twist the cap on, flip it over. As you flip it over, you see on the back side, because it's pretty wide, it says, Here lies Vincenzo St. Anthony. May he have drunk himself to death. And it has his birthday on it, and then a dash. Oh. I plan on fucking using that as my tombstone. You carry your tombstone around with you. I can't decide if that's amazing or super morbid or both. I don't know, but that's a lot of Johnny Walker blue, so, you know. Have a, have a sip or two. Enjoy, enjoy yourself. It's pretty good. 
Cheers. I'll flip it back over, untwist the cap, take a tiny sip before passing it back. Oh, no. Hand, hand it around. So, everybody having a good time? Yeah? Yeah? All right. Good, good, good. Ooh. Shit. Life's rough, man. Wear a helmet. Yeah, thanks. Does that hurt? Yeah. He walks over to it and touches it. Hey. Ooh, it's real. Shit. <laughs> uh, uh, but, yeah. Uh, and uh, so the turtle mobile is doing okay for everybody? Good rest. You guys need anything? I think we're doing all right. Uh, we've we've been covering up a couple of mirrors just because it's disorienting to wake up and see yourself. Cool, yeah. Especially after you take, uh, you know, if you uh, go on a go on a little bit of a journey, you know, you might see just something, something, something. He sits down in a captain's chair, obviously not planning on going anywhere. Okay, I'll look at the others and say, I got someone waiting for me in the pub, and I want to get in there before she scares everyone off, so I'll grab a radio, hook it to my side. Oh, that old broad? <sighs> wow. Isn't she something? Something is the right word. If y'all need me, I have radio. I'm gonna go talk to Ophelia. You have fun. Yeah, I'll try. And with that, Rowan walks out and closes the door quietly behind her. So what have you guys seen? Uh, what, are you guys, what are you guys planning on doing? I just sort of stand there looking awkwardly at the floor, kind of, hmm, okay, we're having a conversation now, kind of expression. Uh, we might go see Spider J, kind of glance over at Reagan. Saw him last night and it was interesting. Ah, all right. Not too bad. You come for the oons and you stay for the boots and cats. Good times. Reagan just kind of nods along like, yep. I will look around and try to see if they, uh, if anybody understood that. I'm just going to sort of look back and forth between him and the rest of them, trying as hard as he can to project, to obviously project subtle awkwardness. And considering he's subtle like a brick to the face, hopefully this will work. You know what? That would be a U-Mint roll, my friend. Damn it, I've already failed it this season. I didn't get a checkmark last season. Nope. That's a 61 out of 18. All right. Well, I, I've i just kind of been ra wandering around randomly uh, touring the camps, I guess you could say. Uh, haven't settled on anything special yet. Good, good. Got to get her out there and see all the stuff that's there's to see. I mean, there's lots of stuff to see. I mean, yeah. As far as the eye could see, the other side of the, the other side of the play was all that he could see. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, uh, you guys, uh, if you guys want to come on by to uh, Sonny's Love, uh, either uh, come by tomorrow. I got a I got dinner set aside for you guys. We should be serving it between six and eight. Cool. What kind of food? Uh, so tomorrow we're doing we're doing uh, a couple different types of pizzas. Um, we got a wizard in the kitchen. And uh, we got a guy doing, because uh, I think, yeah, I think we got a, a bread pie with uh, some uh, capicola and uh, uh, pepperoni. I think we got roasted red peppers going on. Then we got a, uh, somebody doing a vegan dough uh, with vegan cheese. And it's okay. All right, you lost me there. I wouldn't call it pizza, but it makes some people happy. It's not bad, but you know what? For the playa, not too bad. Cool. We'll uh, have to see it. Tomorrow. 
He pulls out a pipe and he's packing it with uh, some marijuana and getting ready to light it. And anybody want in on this? Uh, I'm good. No, thanks. I look at River and go, I'm allergic, and walk out the door. Yeah, we still get spot checked sometimes. Oh, that's right. That's right. You guys are, you guys got the whole government thing going on. Yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to ruin that because, you know, prohibition in the United States ended in the whatevers. Yep. He continues to attempt to make small talk and just trying to be nice. Rowan, when you enter into the bar, you see Ophelia and Gertrude. Gertrude is standing near her mom. And her mom is currently playing checkers with a very attractive young man who looks to have been utilizing the gym quite often. His skin is glistening and he has glitter body paint all over, except for his golden hot shorts and his uh, knee-high boots. Ophelia is whooping him in checkers. I'll grab a stool and pull it over and sit next to them, watching the bloodbath. She moves the moves the checker over and uh, king me. The guy's like, oh, all right. And he stands up and shakes his pelvis. You can tell that this man is not Jewish. And she smiles and leans back and claps. And then she motions her hand and kind of waves him away. And he leaves and looks like he's a sad puppy dog. She looks over at you. Oh, hello. Hey, you left that man with no dignity. He didn't have any when he walked in here. Fair point. But I did get this and she's holding up and she pulls up a jockstrap. I have no words. She takes a big whiff. He likes almond oil and peach. Hmm. Almond oil, I have no objection to. With peach, eh. It's like desperation. Yeah. So, I heard you were looking for me. Yep. What's up? Um, I wanted to give you a gift. Oh, that's very kind of you. She reaches into her very large, oversized purse and starts to dig through things. Wait, it's over here. No. Wait, there it is. And she pulls out a small bottle of oil of Olay, and she pushes it toward you. I don't think I'm going to need this much. It's a bit expensive, but you can have the rest. I use it every morning. I've got a small container, though. It's what makes me keep my skin looking so good. Thank you. And I'll take it, turn it over. I appreciate that. Well, you were kind to me and sent me a Christmas in July gift. And I have a card for you, too, honey. And she pulls out a Christmas card. Well, you see it's a red envelope with Christmas reads on it. You don't want to open that here, and also don't let the DEA catch that either. Mm. Noted. Thank you. Gertrude's head is in her hands, and she's just shaking her head no the entire time. Ooh, there's your friend as she looks past you as Rooster enters into the pub. Rooster sees Ophelia, locks eyes with Rowan, looks back where he came from, and kind of takes a second weighing the options, and then makes a right turn and goes back behind the bar. I guess he didn't want to play checkers for his undergarments. He could have gotten mine. 
He could have his loss. Fools on him, though. I'm not wearing any. So, what, what would you give up then if you lost a game of checkers? You want to play and find out, honey? Sure. And I'll start setting the, the checkerboard. My god, mother. Don't you do... Why? Mm. And Ophelia just kind of casts the side eye at Gertrude as Gertrude is the walking embodiment of defeated. I'll look over at Gertrude and then look at Rooster behind the bar. I think my buddy over there's got a drink for you if you want it. Okay. And Gertrude heads off. It's a support group of people who have to put up with Ophelia. Go ahead and give me a military science roll. Actually, no, give me an intelligence roll. I was like, military science, what are you on? <laughs> it's Stratego. Uh, yeah, that's, that's intelligence is what you play with with that. Oh, that's not even fair. Ought six out of 70. So she puts up a mighty good game. Rooster, the woman that was with Ophelia comes up to you and asks for a scotch neat and a uh, pickleback chaser. I just hand her the bottle of scotch. Oh no, I have to be careful. I can't, I can't drink too much. I have to get my mother home. Look, I think we both know that whether you try or not, no one's gonna be controlling her. Yeah, but I kind of have to make sure she makes it home, or if she makes it to somebody else's home that she's not taken advantage of. I mean, she's a hundred... She's a hundred and two. I hand her the jar of pickle juice with the bottle of scotch. She pours her own drink into her tin cup and then pours a little bit of pickle juice. So, um, you come here often? As Gertrude then attempts to make small talk. Human, is she pulling an Ophelia? I'll give you a human to find out if she's if she's trying to uh, get into Rooster's BDU pants. Shit, this is when it really matters. And what did Rooster get? I got a twenty-two. Rooster, you find that she is a very easy person to talk to, and you're getting to know this lovely woman of 80 years old and uh, she's captivating she's captivated you and you're giving some thought into it now it has been some time not sure it's been that long of time but that dance card part of you know your checklist things that's never been checked off I don't think it's ever been written down but now it might have been scribbled down because there's a curiosity there. I mean, considering the part of his dance card over 30 is very lightly populated, this is still a stretch. I mean, she's not taking care of herself like Tina Turner, Dolly Parton, or Cher. But she has a great personality and is nice to talk to. But she's not flirting really hard. But they're quick, subtle finesse strikes, if you will. Rooster's gonna try and catch Rowan's eye and call for help. Rowan is super focused on beating the pants, possibly literally, off of Ophelia. And Rooster just shakes his head and goes, Could have just been monsters? Back in the RV, River, Ross, and Regan are sitting there with Vincenzo. 
he ends up smoking the rest of his of his pipe and uh, looks around and says, "All right, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking head out, you know. Hopefully, guys, you guys do well. Hey, you, uh, yeah, you, the egghead guy, wear a fucking helmet, man. Life's rough. Yeah, it's next time. You shouldn't. Okay, look. Even though they don't say it, don't go riding the bicycle when you're fucked up. It's not a good idea. There are tricycles." Those are better. You're not going to fall. Well, okay, I take that back. Probably, especially somebody as particularly in another fucking spot and bit altered is going to fucking bail and eat shit, even on a tricycle. Less likely, though. I'll keep that in mind. Watch out for the ground. Gravity's a bitch. And he heads out and leaves the three of you together. Well, that's a relief. Yes. There's a knock at the door. Hmm... Here we go again. I'll go over the door and say, who is it? Uh, it's, it's, it's Al. Oh, good. Uh, I'll open the door. You open up the door and Al steps in and looks around and goes, oh, all right. So, what's going on? Well, um, so, it's, it's ranch stuff, obviously. He looks at Ross and Reagan. Yeah, they're... They're all uh, part of the team. Their hands? All right. He closes the door. Talk to me, Sheriff. Well, Ross, I guess it's kind of up to you, but um, Agent Weber might be um, dead. What? Um, I He showed up at the trailer earlier, followed closely by Spider J, who I think you were looking for. Yes. We are we're looking we're looking for Spider J. Uh, we want to get eyes on him. I've been able to track down a, a rough schedule, but the next thing I know is that he's going to be doing something tonight. Uh, he's got a he's got a set around midnight or twelve on an art car, and that that moves. Uh, it's supposed to be at Eat Me Drink Me tonight, I think. Oh, all right. Where's that? I'll look at Reagan. Reagan gives him the coordinates. All right, that's not too too far from here, and that's only in a couple hours. Okay. But I don't know how much this is related to whatever you guys are here investigating, but that drug, I I got drugged on that reverb stuff the other day. Saw some weird shit in the mirrors. Um, today, I thought it was all cleared up today. After Weber showed up, he got dragged into the one of these mirrors and something in there got him. What? Dragged into a mirror? I know how it sounds, okay. It's up that drug. I don't know what it is. It's either I'm seeing something that's actually happening and the drugs are letting me see it, or it's a hallucination. But we haven't been able to get a hold of him, and you haven't been able to get a hold of him. Yeah. He walks over to the mirror and starts to take off the covering. Right here? And he puts his hand on the mirror, on the glass, yeah. and knocks on it once or twice. Um... Look, I've heard some weird shit, and I've n- wait. You took the you took the drug, and how are you feeling? Well, all things considered, fine. Okay. Out of a hell of a night last night. Yeah, I think I think they've switched to a using a different plant extract instead of the black lotus. So so maybe they've found something. It was here. Let me. I'm gonna go and find one of the cans that we still have and show it to him. He pulls out a, a notebook and he starts to scribble down notes. 
pretty detailed notes. I chugged one of these things while I was high on that drug. Oh. Yeah, and there's this one ingredient that's not in the regular energy drinks. This Caesarea Blada. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. But then again, I've seen things that say Mexican yam, and that's just code words for steroids and testosterone. You never know what's in these drinks. Did you and Weber ever find a sample of reverb? No, we only had the we only got the blood test from the deceased. I'll kind of glance at Weber. We have a I think we have a sample we can lend you. That's what Weber had come here looking for. Ross, you reach in your pocket just by chance and you feel that you have a baggie in your pocket with two pills in the baggie. I'll pull it out. You see that there are pressed tablets. One is white with an R on one side and a V on the other. And the other is a dark gray purple that has the symbol of a lotus on the front. And I don't remember getting these. No. Wait, you had... We had powder before, didn't we? Yeah, um, yeah. I I don't know where I got this. But I know this, that powder stuff is definitely the reverb if you want to... River, if you want to maybe grab the sample for him. Well, I've got I've got the other sample that we had. What type of things are you into? What do you mean? And he looks down at the baggie of drugs. I don't use. His eyebrows raise up on his forehead. Okay. Looks at River. All right. Um, it's good that we've we've got this. Um, may I take this into evidence? Yeah, I think you should. All right. Maybe you should give me those as well. I'll kind of glance at River for a second. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll hand it over. I think it's a good idea to give the federal agent your unknown candies. Good call there, buddy. Yeah, good job. There's a knock at the door of the RV. Wait, who is it this time? The door opens quickly after the knock and in walks Agent Weber. I'm looking for Spider J. I, I heard that he might be around here. Apparently not. Ross is just standing there, speechless, just like kind of mouth slightly open, unconsciously. Are you okay? And he like looks around and Al looks at goes, oh, so he's not in the mirror. You know, you're giving us an awful lot of sass when we just handed you a bunch of evidence. I'm... You want to tone it down? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, it's just a... I'm glad to see you, Weber. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Glad to see you, too. And Al starts to head out. I'm going to take this back to our RV, and uh, I'm going to run some tests on it. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, Weber, you keep an eye out for, for Spider-J, and uh, uh, hit me on the phone if you need me. Ross is very, he's very distracted, but I would, can I make like an alertness check or some sort of check to see if I notice moles? How are you going, tell me, how are you going to check for moles? Handshake. Okay. Ross probably isn't in the right state of mind to do that. May I venture to suggest that uh, Ross is not in the right state of mind, so he would not be participating in decorum? Fair. What is Weber wearing? Weber is currently wearing a tan-colored t-shirt. You think it might have started off as a different color earlier, as well as a pair of cargo shorts and hiking boots. Is this what he was wearing when I saw him? No. 
He was wearing a polo shirt and jeans. Okay, well, um, Agent Weber, I mean, obviously we had, honestly, probably a hallucination here. Um, just curious, where where were you about an hour ago? An hour ago? I was trudging through all of that shit out there, looking for uh, uh, Spider J, um, a little girl with pink hair and like shaved on the sides and stuff with a bunch of bobby pins or safety pins sorry not bobby pins but safety pins for like earrings i think she has like six or something i don't know not my not my not my style you have any idea how little that narrows things down yes absolutely no i realize this is small but this is the this is what i saw so she came up and because i was asking about spider j and she overheard me came over to me and said that he was at the bar or at an RV in the bar, that she talked to somebody here. And, uh, hey, I used, you know, the big brain on Weber and uh, decided I was going to come here because I knew you guys were here. So that means you guys may have found him. But she said he was here earlier talking to somebody else. So, where's he at? Or was he here? We thought he was here. Ross gets up and goes and grabs his wrist to look at it for moles. He does have a pair of moles on the outside of his wrist. I then immediately go look at his neck. What, what, what are you doing? Hey. And he has two moles, one on top, one above each other, on the back of his neck. After seeing the moles on his neck, I'll just look over to Reagan. Like, he's got the moles where that other girl had them. Oh, great. Did you take a shower earlier today? Uh, this morning I got washed by a bunch of, by a bunch of hippies over in a, in a UFO spaceship. Yeah. It was, um, it was something. Um, let me tell you, the amount of dirt that they got from my undercarriage, that was intense, and I'm usually keep that really clean. I mean, I'm a bit of a, of a neat freak about some things, but yeah, that was, uh, it makes you ask certain questions about yourself when, when the, I'm, that's, that, that might be too much. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that's enough. You weren't, sorry, um. Were you wearing this outfit the whole time? It doesn't look very FBI official. No, I'm, I'm undercover. Right, but weren't you wearing, like, jeans and a polo shirt before? The other day. Okay. I'm going to try to... I'm going to shoot Reagan a look, and I'm going to try to communicate, like, go get Rowan. Oh, um, yeah, as soon as there was a break in the conversation. Reagan is up at the radios and slipping into the back to, to radio and say, Rowan, Rooster, we have developments. I look up at Gertrude. Oh, I'm getting paged. Run. You run when you head back to the door. You kind of glance back at the room. You don't know why you did, but you catch her smile and she kind of waves at you and heads back toward her mom. Rowan, at that moment, you have won the game of checkers. Uh, well, I guess you're going to find out what you win there, honey. I'm desperately curious. I say taking the radio off and doing two quick clicks as acknowledgement. She looks around and she's like, well, you can have either a kiss with these lips or with those. And Rowan will turn her head and present her cheek and say, I'll, I'll take the I'll take the upper lips. You're missing out. Yeah, but I just got radioed, so I gotta go check on my people before they implode without me. Boric acid as well. 
boric acid is good for lots of things. Good to know. And she gives you a kiss on the cheek. And you feel a little bit of tongue press against the skin. Eh, she's just going to get sweat and dust. So, you know, have fun with that. (laughs) And I will give her a grin tip her a wink behind the glasses forgetting for a second she probably can't see the wink behind the glasses but whatever get up good hanging out with you thank you for the gift both of this and i'll tap the the bottle in my pocket and of your presence she smiles i'm glad that i've met some friends from before and able to catch up here it's been good i'll be around so you know i'll catch you later Gertrude's like, Mother, we need... Let's move on. Yeah, I've already gone through all of these here. And Rowan misses the rest of whatever they say as she makes very quick time back to the RV. You see, standing out back, the doctor and the very large ranger talking, and the doctor's like, she took the garter off my thigh because she kicked my ass in a game of checkers. I'll swing through and be like, look, she always tries one particular strategy. Go for a different one. I'm not. No, I don't have you much more to lose. You can off of her. <laughs> and the, the ranger looks over. Hmm. Maybe. I just grin and point at the like the lipstick mark on my cheek. I want to kiss off of her. Rooster, you get into the RV. Why do little old ladies want to fuck me? Company. Weber looks over and goes, um... Yeah. Honestly, I... Honestly, there is no context to understand that one. I'm going to just kind of look at Rooster and put my two fingers and touch the back of my neck and the side of my wrist. I see that. I look at Weber. You remember Weber, right? I'm going to do something really stupid here. Aren't you dead? No. Why? Should I be? Wait, why? I'm going to walk over to him, look him closely in the eyes... And then knock on his forehead like I was knocking on a door. Ow! Hmm. And he pushes you back. The fuck you doing that for? Yeah. Mr. Behave. Yeah. We are not checking for pink foam. You sure? No. That's what I thought. The fuck are you talking about? All right. (sighs) I'm going to say something. You're going to hate it. You're also going to do it anyway because you know that I'm right. And we need to be double sure. What? I need a drop of blood. I said we're not going to do that. And you also said you weren't sure. What do you mean you need a drop of blood? Just trust me. I'm not going to do anything with it. You can put a band-aid on. It's fine. I just need to see. Want me to do it first? No, that wasn't. No, I'm not sure. That was no, we're not doing it. You said no when I asked if you were sure. We're doing it. It's too late. Oh, sorry. He's going to do it. Yeah. Um, Okay. Slow your roll. What What do you... You want a drop of blood? Like like a drop of blood blood? Like my blood? To see that it's normal blood. All right. And he reaches in and pulls out a pocket knife and... Oh, don't don't use that. I'll, I'll go to the medicine kit and, and look for our lancets. And he cuts his forearm. He's like, all right, where do you want me to put it? All right. We got a drop of blood. Sherlock, do your thing. Checking all the... Is he human and sugars and correct and everything? Oh, well, I will get out a diabetic test strip and check his blood blood sugar. It is through the roof. When it should read below 120, it's over 300. 
Whoa, are you diabetic? Uh, no. I'm 34. That has nothing to do with it. You can have diabetes at any age. Yeah, if you're not in good shape and if you eat horribly. No, that's not, no, that's not how that works at all. Diet and exercise can really help you, but it's not a magical preventive. You know what, that might not be the point. Um, so we, seems like you might have some high blood sugar, is that what you're saying, River? Oh yeah, it's really high. Did you just eat? I mean, I had a, I had an energy drink when I came in. What kind? Do those have a lot of sugar? Looking at Rooster. Yep. So if you drink a Mountain Dew and check your blood sugar, it's going to be sky high. Yeah, see? Not diabetic. I'm fine. Is it going to be that sky high? Well, um, I don't really know what to do about this. It is enough to make you suspicious. The door opens and Rowan enters. Oh, hi. You remember uh, Agent Weber? Um, I think you must have just missed him at the... uh, UFO camp a, a little while ago, and um, his his blood sugar is really high right now. I'll catch Rowan's eye and just take my two fingers like I did with Rooster, touch the back of my neck and the back of my other wrist. Rowan's eyebrows are slowly crawling up her forehead, and she's like, okay. Hi, Weber. Good to see you. Good to see you as well, Agent. Have you checked your phone messages recently? Uh... And he reaches around each pocket. Oh, I don't know where my phone is. Shit, did I lose my phone? Is that something you would usually put into your pocket without thinking about it? Yeah. I grab that, I grab my badge, and I grab my gun. I don't have my gun, so things are a bit weird. Did I leave it back at the... Fuck. Maybe you left it in your jeans. Yeah, maybe I did. Shit. Why did... Is there something on there important? I tried to call you after I received word that something had happened to you. Sorry. I I left, I, I don't know where it's at. Don't be sorry. And Rowan is thinking very quickly. All right, I need you to do something with me and it's going to be weird and I'm sorry. All right, I can't be any more weird than having, you know, Brother Marine over here telling me that he needs my blood. It might be. Come come back with me. And I'm going to guide him back into the darker room where all the curtains are drawn and take my glasses off. <sighs> all right. You know we deal with the weird shit. You know a little bit about the weird shit. Yep. You know enough about the weird shit to be considered a friendly. Yes. Something weird is going on right now because you were here earlier. No, this is my first time here. Something weird is going on here because you were here earlier. Oh. Alright. So, I would like you to look into my eyes and relax your mind as much as you can. If this is some weird hippie shit... Okay, alright, alright. Look, I went to UC Berkeley, but I'm not actually a hippie. Mm-hmm. Rowan, go ahead and give me a power roll. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Ross. I'm Christy Bauer, and I play Reagan. I'm Dan Voschkevich, the Handler. 
Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dream Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detweiler, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. Season 5 is based on two stories. The first is Reverberations by Shane Ivey, and the other is an original story by me, Dan Voshkevich. If you like our story, there are a few ways to support us. First, you can check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to episodes, Rowan's written reports for each story, as well as other goodies and opportunities exclusive to our patrons. We offer special thanks to our $20 and up patrons, Stephen Schwartz, Jonathan Powell, Tom Padula, M.S. Asnikar, Heather Ney, Jen Obertaz, Jake Blair, Bomb Clancy, Kit Thompson, Danny, Lady Bedivere, Shrek Manning, Red Dead Coquette, Blardimus, Ginger Fury, Dr. Christian Lehman, Kate, DB, Eli the Kraut, Miki Maki, Robbie Nowell, Naya Fenris, J. Matthews85, O. Mateo, Flynn Gallagher, and Phoenix Team Handler Dennis. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. Please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcast and follow us on all the usual social media sites. Also, check out our website, www.theredactedreportspodcast.com. All of our handouts are archived there. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to Agent Harker through the contact form there. The Redacted Reports is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quests and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quests and Chaos YouTube and Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu on a weekly basis. Additional undercurrent music, Rowan Rising, was composed and orchestrated by Alan Strickland. You could find him at alanstrickland.net. That's Alan, A-L-L-E-N, for his classical compositions. Join us next week. Our own reality bends and shifts, molding the facades we carry daily into grotesque visions we can barely imagine. Echoes of the monarch will take us beyond this industrial hellscape to a verdant valley filled with creeping horrors. The grand ball making ghouls of us all. <laughs>